When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with... Is anybody oh, in there other yeah. than me? No, it's really just us two. Co-host, co-host Catherine Brandt. And Andy Brandt-Bernard. And we'll be right back, kick things off. Kristen Burt will join us right after this with the family. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? Well, the latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful. No question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer. For <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Tom here for my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer is rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for 10 years or 150,000 miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Engines, transmissions, all the really expensive stuff is covered. In addition, Walzer Care includes 24-hour roadside assistance. Lock your keys in your car, run out of gas, have a flat tire. Guess what? Walzer has your back. The best thing about Walzer Care, it's free with purchase. That's right, I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer and get Walzer Care for free. We don't have any intro music. You're not doing music? No. Oh, you don't? Every time the. uh, No big deal. We now that we are in taking four day weekends, the phone has a tendency to die while we're uh, not here. Why does it do that? Because it's just on and unplugged. It's plugged into the computer, which only charges it when it's on. <coughs> so plug it into what? something else. We've, we're using every outlet in the world right now. Oh. Every outlet in the world. <clears throat> well, right. starting next week, we'll do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. If it doesn't get any worse. Yeah. <clears throat> the latest reports we have are that uh, 
COVID-19 situation is starting to flatten. It's not that it's flattened yet and we're not out of danger or anything like that. That's not what I'm saying. But there are signs it's improving greatly. Oh, God, I tell you, I am just... It's not only the virus and the shutdown. It's the the people and the fact yeah. that you can't get any facts and people are just so psychotic right now. I know they really are. You, I, seriously, you cannot go on Twitter. Why? So what's going on on Twitter that you oh, can't? The, the Twitter bots Twitter. are just, you know, it's just the same old thing. Trump lied. Trump is killing people. He's a murderer. He what needs did to he be lie about? Everything. Absolutely everything. He's never not lied about well, but, anything. Anything that comes out of his mouth is a complete lie. It's like... They're still going on about the hydroxychloroquine. Is that did I say that right? Chloroquine. Yeah. Chloroquine. He, they're still going on about that. That he he must have. Uh, uh, apparently, he has a investment with some sort of. You know how they do that? They've got all kinds of money and all sorts of things. What are those called? Hedge funds. Like you not mean a fund, hedge fund, well, but some fund. sort of fund. And yeah. there is a small. He does. Uh, and um, there is some. Money in a, a Novartis might be the one that makes that stuff. Yeah, maybe. Don't quote me. Um, so he does have a little bit of. He has a very small amount of money in this fund, which mm-hmm. he hasn't managed or had anything to do with in years, apparently. Mm-hmm. So they're saying this is the reason why he wants uh, everybody to take this drug. He well, wants everybody to die so he can make money off some sort of mutual fund that he has had for fifteen years. Mm-hmm. You know what amazes me about that whole situation, and I'm I'm very serious about this. You people, uh, you, you try to oh, you look. I'm not I'm not in a position to defend Donald Trump. He's the president of the United States. He can defend himself. But you are the same exact people. Russia sends the Clinton Foundation 145 million dollars, <laughs> and you don't care. I know. Wh- what? I mean. Like I said, I really do believe that both sides of politics are corrupt. Well, they are. I really yeah. do believe that. Yeah. But you can't say you're the corrupt one when everybody's doing the same <sighs> thing on one side. I'd, what is upsetting to me is that people will just blindly march to whatever their political party is. If it's got a D on it, then it's the best thing in the world. If it has an R on it, it's the best thing in the world. And they can not be swayed. No yep. matter what happens, they just cannot look at another side of it. That's what's that's very upsetting to me that we're such a nation of sheep. Yeah. Well, and it's the world. It's not just the nation. It's the world. People, I do sincerely believe that digital is making people dumber by the minute. Well, yeah, because like I've posted that on Twitter before. Once a once a tweet, once a lie, a fact, mm-hmm, yeah, a fact, false yeah. fact has been out on the Twitter world for maybe a day. Maybe even an hour. It is the God's honest truth, and nobody will, I mean, they will just keep on doing it. And the newspapers do the same thing. Oh, they the just keep the worst of them on all. posting the same story over and over and over, even if it's been disputed a million times. They don't care. I know. And that's also very upsetting to me. I'm not loving the state of the world right now. I couldn't agree more. The press is just dreadful. It's kind of scary. It's absolutely dreadful. Look, if one life gets saved by hydroxychloroquine, then that's 
great by me. You know, it's not going to kill anybody anyway. Even Dr. Fauci said it's not going to kill anybody. What are you worried about? The thing is, is that you do have to be monitored because certain people with some sort of heart arrhythmia or something, something about the heart, the heart Mm -hmm. has to be monitored. Mm -hmm. And because it can cause problems with people that have heart disease. Well, they're not going to just give it to you. Why would they? You know, they're going to, going to say, let's look at your heart and see if we can give this to you. That's what they'll do. That's why it's a doctor. That's why you can't go and just pick mm-hmm. it up at the pharmacy. Yep. You have to be monitored. There's many. There are many, many medications that they have to keep checking your blood levels to make sure it's not screwing up your blood levels. It, you, that's just how medicine is. Why this turned into a political football, I'll never understand. What do you think, Just Kristen? because it came out of... Trump's mouth. Yeah, Kristen, you drug addict. <laughs> what do you think? I'm so tired of it. Oh, Catherine, I was like, you need to get that out. I was like, that was a good rant. Yeah. I, honestly, I was like, she needs to get Can this out. Can we get a little more volume? Out, do it. Um, no, honestly. Yes. It, 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 no, and I understand. Like, I'm not making fun of you at all because I think we all feel sort of in the same position of just frustration and understanding yeah. what needs to be done that we need to flatten the curve. I think we all understand that responsibility. But at the same time, mm-hmm. like you said, I'm off of Twitter. I'm only checking my notifications or posting, yep. like, some article and then running away. I'm not listening yeah. to the news. I'm not listening to daily press <laughs> right. conferences. It's, yeah, you It's can't. too exhausting. And actually, I have to be honest, it's bad for your mental health. It really is. No doubt. It absolutely no doubt. is. I mean, I, I, I like to check Twitter just to see if there's anything good happening. Nope. Not one good thing happening. No. Go outside and take a walk, run around your backyard, do something, like do a couple push-ups. Something is, that is much better um, than yes. watching, like, because everyone's saying it's doomsday, and I'm like, well, I have to see in California, by us shutting down earlier than any other state, we actually yeah, have done yeah. some good, and we are not in a situation that New York is in. And I'm grateful for that, even though it's been a pain in the butt, and I get that. <laughs> Both of those things can exist in the same space. <laughs> Well, here's what I don't understand about that, Chris, and I'm glad you brought that up, because the very first case, from what I understand, was a man returning from visiting his mother in China, and the first uh, coronavirus case was in Washington State. Yeah, it started on the West Coast first, right? right? So it's a hell of a lot closer to California than it is New York. So how did California get ahead of it and New York didn't? Well, I think one thing that, and I'm going to praise Governor Newsom on this, because I don't have a lot of praise from him many times, but I will say that he... I think he does understand that San Francisco and L.A. are huge ports of entry uh, from China, mm-hmm. uh, which is right. a fact that is not, you know, that's not making anything up about that. Also, Seattle would be another one of those um, big cities for that. And I think that he understood that by shutting down early and seeing the case of Seattle, he didn't want California to be in that same situation. And even though we were all kind of sort of fighting him on that that first week, um, I mm-hmm. think he now understands that. What he did probably saved us a lot of deaths and probably a lot of people right. even just catching a mild case of COVID. Right. No, and, and I agree with you, by the way. I think Governor Newsom is doing a great job. I think Governor Cuomo is doing a great job. There are a couple of days, I've talked about this before, when they talked about how handsome he was and how he should run for president. He got arrogant as hell for about two days, and then all of a sudden he woke up and went, wait a minute, i got a job to do here. But he's done a bunch of boneheaded things, too. He has. Too. Yeah, he has. That's true. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing. I mean, when he does something boneheaded, it's still praised because he's the right 
party. Because people are Cuomo sexuals. Did you guys see the video? Yes. Cuomo sexual. Oh, I, oh, I, I mean, know. seriously, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, God. Right. Please, that, and that, but that is exactly it. And I mean, I listen, Ugh. I understand. I lived in New York City. I understand the concentration of people. We're all on the subway mm-hmm. together. You're all on top of each other. That was a breeding ground for it. Same with New Orleans when Mardi, Mardi Gras happened. Um, but right. I think that at the same time, cities and states not having a pandemic plan, never mind the federal plan, um, we have to realize that we knew this was coming. We knew that there were superbugs that were resistant to antibiotics already. This was not new news to all of us. No. Yeah, right, exactly. Um, I should point this out, ladies and gentlemen, that Catherine and Doug Sprinthal have ruined my life by introducing me to Babylon B. <laughs> Which I is, love the Babylon Bee. It's a so funny comedy. What would you call it? It's a spoof newspaper. It's a spoof newspaper, and it gets a little Christian once in a while, which is you know that's being run into the ground. Now, if you're a Christian, you're the worst human being on earth, which I never understood how they got there, but you know. Uh, but here's my favorite thing: it shows Facebook. But covering up Facebook, and there there are some opinions on there on Facebook about the coronavirus. This is the one here. The coronavirus is another hoax, much like the round globe and moon landing. (laughs) That's what this guy printed, right? Well, in the Babylon Bee, they sent a message to him that says, Congratulations. It looks like you've offered an expert medical opinion on the Internet. (laughs) Click the button below to claim your printable medical degree. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So we're going to give you a medical degree because you're such an expert on, on... uh, healthcare. Yes. I, I love it. Yeah. It's amazing. I just, I don't understand any, I really don't understand this. And it, it, Did you see what Mike Lindell tweeted out? No. What oh, now? it's hilarious. Okay, so he got in a bunch of trouble for mentioning God on uh, a presidential address. Right. Right? Everybody hates him because he's Christian, but everybody loves him because he's Christian. <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't, yeah, yeah. So, um, he, I think it was this morning. It was like uh, South Park characters, and they're like, "Okay, Timmy, show us on this doll where you where you were hurt because of somebody mentioning God." <laughs> well, there you go. What, what you know? You live in Los Angeles, Kristen. What do you think? And Andy, want to get your opinion on it too? Why do you think it is that Christianity has been singled out to be the worst? You know, the the worst of them all, as far as religions are concerned, when pretty much all religions, even some today, uh, advocate killing people who don't believe in your faith, a la certain sects. Not all of Islam believes that, but certain sects of Islam do believe that if you don't believe what I believe, you should be killed. That if you're a homosexual, you should be thrown off a building. That women should not be allowed to vote. How is Christianity worse than that? Christians don't Explain fight back as me. hard. That's all it is. They just don't fight back. You're right. But what did Christianity do to these people, do you guys think? Well, it's not really about, think? Well, there you was... know, why does a bully bully the smallest kid? Because well, they don't fight I, I, back. I'll, start. I'll just start with a simple mm-hmm. statement. I think that there's been a blur between um, religion and politics when, you know, technically there's supposed to be a separation of church and state. I don't think that there really is anymore. Um, and, right. and, and I will say, with Trump, I think Trump, who I don't find the most godly man out there. No, <laughs> no, I mean, no. He courted, he courted the Christian right for sure, and you know now mm-hmm. things that he wasn't preaching ten years ago. And I mean, it's that to me. And I find most religions pretty, um, 
there's a lot of hypocrisy there. So um, yeah, I'm yep, probably not the I best agree. person to you know talk about religion, but at the same time, I, I find it laughable sometimes when um, Trump gets really religious in some of the speeches. I mean, I think that's where a lot yep. of people are coming from. I would, I don't think that I'm the only one. But let's not forget, and good, I'm not ramming Trump into the ground, but I'm not ramming Obama in the ground either. He had nothing cooking as far as I was concerned. But then there was some concern about he, him being a Muslim, which I never thought he was a Muslim. Maybe he was, right. but I never thought he was. But he immediately started going to the Christian church then. You remember that? People forgot that, huh? Well, all, all of a sudden, he was a Christian. We still remember have that? A, we still have a Christian majority in this country. Yeah, so do. if you want votes... Right. Yep. Well, I mean, politicians I are allowed to be as religious as they want. They just can't pass any law favoring any one right. religion. Right. That's all it really is. Look, I'm nowhere near as religious as, like, say, Mike Pence or any Muslim or any Jew or any of the rest of it. I'm, I'm not that religious. I just don't see. Here's the thing that pisses me off the most about about religion, and I'm very serious about this. And I pointed it out, I guess, a couple of weeks ago on the on the morning show. Why do people in pretty much every religion think that wearing a special hat is going to get them into heaven? Explain that to me. I think it's an identity thing. Well, yeah. I don't really know if it's about... Well, it's supposed to be honoring a, God. I well, thought it's supposed to be... A, it's, it's, like, it's like respe- it's respect. It's for respect. And also, and, and also identity. I do believe that's what it like is. they look like goofballs. Well, they don't care. You're well, supposed to leave your vanity at the door when you're... I guess. It's like when I went to uh, Italy and I was going into some of the Duomos and they requested that women wear a little hanky thing on their head. Right. And have their shoulders covered. So they had these little paper garments that you could put on if you were wearing like a sundress or something. And some American women were so upset about that. Why? Oh, my sensual shoulders. Oh, How? Why are they telling me what to wear? And I'm like, well, because it's a sign of respect, and that's how it is here. This is still well, a church. I, when I went to a, when I went to a mosque, I had to be robed. That's correct. Yeah. Completely. Which they handed fine. me a robe. It's like you better put. You got to put this on if you're going to go in. So and what's? If you travel to it's country, just don't you respect their culture? Like ab- I do. Yeah, of course. That's, I know. Exactly. Absolutely. I didn't true. hear any of the American women complaining about putting on the robe to go into the mosque. No, of course not, because they won't do that. They're gutless. It's just so America's weird. pretty gutless right now. I will tell you that. I don't know. I don't. You look as long as you don't use your religion to kill other people or enslave other people, which all religions have done, by the way, and I mean every religion has done that pretty much, either enslaved or been enslaved. That's for sure. But, you know, they all have these special hats, and they all have these special prayers, and they all have these special... Fine, be as religious as you want. If you don't use your religion to pray on other people, to kill other people, or condemn other people, I'm happy as hell for you. If your religion makes you happy, I'm very happy for you. You're going to use it against me, I want nothing to do with it. Right. Right? That's all. Amen, brother. I mean, why is that so hard? Nobody has an answer. Nobody has an answer. I was laughing. (laughs) I just, honest to God, it's like, who cares about... If you want to pray on a daily basis, morning, noon, and night, and it makes you feel better and happier and more at ease and more comfortable, I'm really happy for you. And pray away, brother and sister. It's great. I'm glad to hear it. That's what religion's supposed to be. If not praying makes you happy and comfortable, then I'm really happy for you for not praying. I'm good. Whatever you want to do to make you happier, 
I'm I'm good with it. You try to shove it down my throat, you can kiss my living ass. That's all I'm saying. Leave me alone. Uh, do what you do. But but to tell you the truth, Christians insisting that this happens and that happens and this happens, is it any worse than the people saying that all Christians are dirtbags? What's the difference? You're both being pricks. <laughs> right? Well, they are. Well, it's, it's just like politics. We can't be, we're at a point where we can't be respectful of someone else's opinion. Oh, it's ridiculous. Right. Totally it, ridiculous. It's, and it's exhausting, honestly. And it's why in some, I mean, I... COVID is the only, it's amazing that it's the only thing that interrupted the exhausting presidential news cycle yeah, in terms of the yeah. election. <laughs> but true. you know what? I love the fact that that uh, Joe Biden and President Trump got on the phone yesterday and they talked to one another. They said they had a great phone call. I'm really Good. happy to hear that. Show some leadership for Christ's sake. That's right. Right? Instead of yeah. slamming each other, like find a yep. way to yep. work together. Find a way. If there is a way. It has yeah. to be done. You know that the Trump though went. Who's this, Sleepy Joe? <laughs> <laughs> you know he had to be a smart ass about it. <laughs> yes. Just who he is. You he know. Can't resist. I don't know. Did you hear the great one, Kristen? About uh, this is from the Babylon Bee. Also, Catherine's ruined my life by showing me this new website. <laughs> but they said that Joe Biden now does a podcast, but it's only available on vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's funny. It I mean, is come funny. On. It is funny. I it mean, is we're funny. Take... <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> Andy, right we're in. take it's a break. Right into the, the election too with older contest. Uh, yes. yes, people running. Yeah. Yes, it does. Andy, is it break time? Mm-hmm. All right, we'll be right back more with Kristen Burt right after this with the family. Tom Bernard with my buddy and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, we've been talking about North American Banking Company for a few years now. One thing we've discussed is that the bank is locally owned and operated. Well, how does that benefit your customer? Tommy, projects and opportunities for expansion come up quickly for business owners. A locally owned and managed bank like North American Banking Company means decisions can be made just as quickly. We know Minnesota. We live in the communities we serve. So we have experience and firsthand knowledge for what's happening in your life where you live. That means decisions are made here. We don't ship them off or pass the buck someplace out of state. Finally, getting our customers quick answers allows them to take decisive action, and that's how business gets done. Man, Michael, you're getting good at this. Practice makes perfect. Uh, perfect? <laughs> Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 2020 never looks so good. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With 2020 upon us, it's time to ditch the contacts and pitch the glasses. Take it from me. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself in the new year. I've never looked back from having LASIK myself, and with Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, you can trust you're amongst the best in the business. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. Imagine 2020 or better in 2020. And let 2020 be your best year yet with LASIK at Whiting Clinic. LASIK results may vary. Talk to your Whiting Clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential. 
Oh, got music, ladies and gentlemen. He's got a charge on that phone. Do, 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 do. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, I have to ask um, Kristen Burt, Catherine Brandt, two KBs, uh, and Andy Bernard. I have to ask you a question. Uh, I just looked in my uh, in my junk file uh, on the internet, and uh, I've been offered some great prices on pharmaceuticals. Mm. Now, I don't take any pharmaceutical medication at all. Uh, I don't take any of it. But I, this might be too good an opportunity to pass up because it's offering me uh, all these great deals on, on uh, pharmaceutical medications, okay? Do you think the fact that medication is spelled M-E-D-I-I-C-A-T-I-I-I-O-N-N-S, do you think that's a problem? Mm. It might be a red flag. might be a red flag to not mm-hmm. click yeah. on that one. Yep. Uh, that's and by- a block and report right there. <laughs> Thank you so you much, Kristen. <laughs> try it just for fun. Just to see if you have any money left in the bank after you click on it. <laughs> that'll, yeah. that'll be that deal. God. And then uh, pharmacy, P-H-A-R-M-A-A-R-C-Y-Y. Do they do that so that they escape, you know, somebody who might be monitoring Spam the fact filters, that they're trying yeah. to sell? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. They misspell things on purpose. So they misspell it on purpose for what reason? So it doesn't go through, a spam filter is looking for things like that. Yeah. And if it's misspelled, it doesn't know what it is, so it just goes through. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know. Oh, I had no idea that was the case. Oh, yeah. They've got all kinds of tricky ways of getting, Scumbaggery. getting, getting your information or getting you to click on stuff. I'm very sad about something, Kristen. Uh-oh. I watched all the Zoe's Extraordinary Playlists. Yes. Watched them all? I, yep. I nine. love all that show. Episodes. There's one more. What? Yeah, it's not done. It's not done? Oh, yeah. good. Yay, I have something to look forward to in this you world. Saw, you saw Sunday's episode, right? I <laughs> thought that it was the last one. No, I don't think I watched it this week. Well, okay. I thought, so there, I thought they were done. Ha- nope. Um, okay. They've got a few more. Oh, good. Oh, I and thought, I, I thought it was already They're done. They're not. I am going to tell you, they're not happening on Easter Sunday, so this coming Sunday, it will be off, and okay. it's back the week after. Oh, okay. Wonderful. Good. I love that. I, I, I thought that the season you. was... <laughs> yes, absolutely. That is such a sweet show. It is probably one of the best shows of the TV season, I'm going to say that. Um, I know Mandy Moore, the choreographer who works on the show, and I interviewed Jane Levy uh, about two weeks ago about this. And they wrapped just about uh, early February, so they just missed, like, the whole coronavirus thing. They were filming up in Vancouver, which is, I'm glad that they were able oh, to get yeah. the whole season in the can. Um, oh, lucky. But I think that this cast has been extremely close. I think probably the fact that they had to do a little bit of, like, dance camp slash music camp and, you know, do their jobs as actors kind of brought them pretty close together. But I will say that Peter Gallagher, if he doesn't win an Emmy for this role, I, I don't know what to tell you. He's amazing in it. He doesn't even talk. And he's incredible. But he doesn't talk, does he? I thought he was in a coma. Well, well he, he gets he up sings. and he does numbers. Oh, he sings? Mm-hmm. He sings. Um, and I will tell you, I don't want to spoil it, but there is a beautiful duet that Peter Gallagher does. I'm not going to say with whom. It is gorgeous. Um, we watched the episode <sighs> last night, and I was like, holy cow, this show is so good. I know. It makes me cry sometimes. It's so sweet. What? It does. 
I thought I only made you cry because I was so sweet. That's not why. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> that's not why she's crying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I cry, but that's not why. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so hey, much. Hey, you walked right into it. Yeah, I kind of did. You kind of did. Yeah, it's a wonderful show. I really love it. Yeah, I could see that. The time isn't into musicals, but... No, I cannot stand musicals. I think you might like it, though. The performances are really good. No, He did watch one episode, and he's like, it's a musical, barf. Well, honest to God. I know. He should like it. And there's lots of music from your era. You would love it. <laughs> music from my era. You might recognize you, this song, old guy. Who's it? No, it Rudy Valley? No, no, no. But it's not just one thing. It's like it's not like a musical theater. Like they're not like cranking out Hamilton and things like that. They're cranking out oh, a lot of classic rock songs, a lot of pop yeah. songs. Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean you from my music. era? Yeah. Catherine, hurry up, get in here. Al Jolson's going to be on. <laughs> No, yeah, I'm thinking worry. you're like classic rock. No, you're classic no. rock guy, aren't you? Yeah, we play classic rock on KQRS. Yeah. I, I, uh, I'm a big R and B fan too. No doubt about that. So that's, well, there are, that's a big part of it. That you are missing. That is what I'm telling you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. I. Um, you know, one thing I will tell you, we, Catherine and I saw, and you, you. This is partly your fault too, Kristen. I love it. Um, we, Catherine and I saw 
we don't understand. Well, I don't know. I've talked to, well, you talked to JB or other people of color, and they're like, we're a little tired. We're tired of it, too. Well, they're sick to death of it. Yeah. Kevin feels the same way. He's like, okay, you know, we got it. The thing that I would tell you, Kristen, is, and this is from my own personal experience, that you're right. Uh, White people from, and and I'm not trying to condemn anybody here, but white people who are from the the suburbs or the exurbs, and they grew up in families that had, you know, not maybe a ton of money, but certainly to live a nice life. They not only don't understand what it's like to be black, they don't understand what it's like to be poor, to be Ill, poorly educated, to have to suffer through every day to try to get your you know, mother making enough money to put food on a table. And people of all colors go through that, so they need to back off quite a bit because they're looking like idiots in this Well, deal. and I'm not even saying that the message isn't correct. I'm just saying that, I'm, you know, we've got it. I think we mm-hmm. understand. We don't need to constantly be preached at every single time there's a TV show. I That's gi- what I say. I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about, Kristen. And I can't even imagine what these very... And it's, I'm not talking about all people from the suburbs. I'm just talking about the ones who think they're, you know, supremely educated and they got the answer for everything. They've never experienced any of it and they don't know what the hell they're talking about. So, yes, I, you're right. They don't know what it's like to be black, but they also don't know what it's like to be white and poor in the ghetto either. Right? right. And You'd I have do, to agree with that, wouldn't you? I have, unfortunately, what we're going through... Um, economically in this country, it may be an equalizer in some of this. I just was yeah, watching maybe. a report, and people are going to food banks that have, they're going for the very first time in their lives. Uh, right, right. So we are going to see maybe some understanding here. I don't, And I hope, no. you know, I hope it doesn't last long, because I don't I want so. people to be suffering. Yep, but. I agree. I'll, g- I'll give you an example, and I'll move on very quickly from this, because people aren't... I t- tell other people this, and they don't believe. Believe me, But see, they would never understand this, that I have a black friend, um, he's quite a bit younger than me, and we talk all the time, and the whole time he's talking to me, he refers to me as his big N. You know, he goes, my my big N. You know what I'm talking about, right? Mm Mm-hmm, yep. And he calls me that every time I see him, and he says it to me a lot. Uh, Should I be offended by that? No. It's a term of endearment to him. He grew up very poor in the ghetto, lived on the streets, didn't even have a house. He grew up, he's very smart, he made something of himself by busting his ass. This is a guy who was homeless as a teenager, worked hard, and did a great job. And if he wants to call me the big N, he can call me that all day long. Don't you wince when you hear it, though? No. No wince? We all, I, I got some bad news for people. Back in the day, everybody used that word a lot. I still wince. No, I know, but it's a different time now. But this whole idea that that word it doesn't exist anymore, no, it's part of certain sections of black culture or poor people culture. They need to understand that that, that, that word still exists. It's never going to go away because it, I think for the very reason you guys are talking about, that it sends a, like an arrow through your heart when you hear it. Right. And I think that's why they liked it. I don't know. I mean, he's a great friend. I love the guy. He's just a wonderful guy, very smart. But he, if he wants to do that, you can do that to me for the rest of my life. I think it's wonderful. Thank you. It's an honor. I got no problem with it at all. Right? Yeah. I mean, as long as you're, you guys are okay with it, that's all that matters. Exactly. That's exactly what. But he didn't ask me my, permi- my, my permission. <laughs> he just did it, and I went, oh, okay, whatever. 
you know, I, I told a story a few months ago about walking through Dayton's department store back when uh, this is like 40 years ago. And, and people from where I was used to, the white people, black people, Spanish people, whatever, they all use that word because basically it's just a mispronunciation of the word Negro. It wasn't invented. Irish people couldn't say Negro. That's where that word came from. I, I just, outside the neighborhood, I just don't know if it has as much impact as it does on people who've never been in the neighborhood. You know? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I mean, I, but I think, okay. you know, obviously, the word has, outside of um, the black community, it's used offensively, extremely offensively. In many ways. Do people still call people that? I have not heard anybody call somebody the big N in a long time, unless they were joking around or as a term of affection, which it doesn't sound to most people like it's a term a term of endearment or affection or whatever, but it is to some people. Yeah, but I mean, I, I, I mean, we've seen the videos of like an angry white person using it against a person. Yeah, you don't want to be doing that. Yeah. No, I mean, we've seen yeah. that. And that's, it's, I mean, it makes me wince because, I mean, it's painful for me to hear i can't imagine being a person mm-hmm. of color and being you know yeah. the recipient of, of a word like that i suppose that is probably true but it, yet it's a, i just really wish people would understand just because all white people are white people they're not all like you and by you i mean the people who didn't you know hit that many bumps in the road growing up they're not like you you know, we're not all, white people are not all the same. Just like in the in the day, black people are not all the same either. They used to be accused of that. But now what do we do? We turn right around and claim that all white people are the same. Well, no, that's what got I, us I in trouble with black people as, in the first place. But, but I do think as um, a white person where, you know, you basically, you, you do come with a privilege just from being white. It oh, no, you don't. And Wait. And, nope. But I'm going to say that it is up to us, if we want to be allies to marginalized communities, it's also up to us to understand what they're suffering from. As a female, it's sometimes it's easier to mm-hmm. be a man in a situation than it is easier to be a woman. And it's up sure, to like, sure. men to understand what women sometimes go through. It's all of that. Or the LGBTQ community. I'm a straight mm-hmm. white female. I like to be an ally to the LGBTQ community, so it's up to me to educate myself on maybe what they go through and how I can help them. That's how, but that's how I, I prefer to operate, because I think that yeah, I understand that. It makes this world a little bit easier. It makes me a better educated person and a more understanding and empathetic person. No, I understand your point, absolutely. I, I, I just really would like to get away from this whole idea that uh, that that they're going to be the judge of what's offensive and what isn't, and what should never be used and what should be used. It, what I would like to do is take all power away from words completely. No word should have that much power. You know who did that very well? The British, when they took a very offensive word for a woman and only call men that. <laughs> I think it's hilarious because it took all the power away from that word. Don't you think? Well, you could look at it a different way, that because it's a female anatomy, which is, you know, the worst thing you could call a man. It so is. it's like, meh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I think the Brits handle it very well. It's like, yeah, whatever you say. <laughs> we got to take a break here. We'll be right back. And I, uh, there's some word out. One of Catherine's favorite TV shows might be in huge trouble. Uh-oh. Might be. What? 
We'll be right back with the family. Get out. I'll be looking. Get out of here. <laughs> what favorite TV show? Get out. We'll be right back with the family. All right. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Dude. Hey, this is some of Tom's music, according to Kristen <laughs> Burt. This is Tom music. This right is here. my music. I love this. Oh, this is? Well, I'm glad Jump. to hear that. It's a great song. Kristen Burt. Great album. Hollywood reporter from Entertainment Reporter from Los Angeles. Uh, yeah, here we go. It's a, it's clear that Amazon Studios has hit uh, has a hit on their hands with the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, starring Yay! Rachel Brosnahan as title character Midge Maisel, along with Tony Shalhoub, Alex Borstein, and other colorful cast members. Jodie Parmalee especially recognizes that fact, and she wants a piece of it because she says they stole the idea from her. No. Do you- that's what it says. TMZ reports that Parmley just filed a lawsuit against the TV producer and distributor, claiming key sections of the plot, character traits, and even Mrs. Maisel's comedy routine were lifted from her 2014 book, FFI, or Fifi, was the name of her book, Fifi, Financial Infidelity, Fuck It. <laughs> that was the oh. name of her book. <laughs> the Mr. Fifi. The mistress of the New York, uh, the New Millennium. Per complaint document seen by TMZ, Parmalee claims after she wrote the book, she turned it into a screenplay and started showing it to different studios. Although she doesn't name any specific Amazon exec she met with, the implication is they got wind of her idea and ripped it off. Now Parmalee, and by the way, these are the same people who would tell you, you need to t- treat people in a more kind manner. Yeah, we're going to educate all you people because we're Hollywood producers. You're some of the filthiest human beings ever born. You need to understand that. Why wouldn't they just pay for it? Why just pay for the I damn mean, if thing? This, if Give this, her a cut. If, if this claim is true, why not just pay for it? I mean, it's got to be cheaper than defending yourself and it. spending tons of money on attorneys, right? Well, I'm going to imagine that they probably will settle this out of court if they, if the lawyers on the Amazon side find that there is similarities. Um, just because with everything going on, it's going to be easier to make this go away. 
Um, the only other thing is that she may be requesting a story by credit, <clears throat> which means that you didn't write the actual screen, or you're not writing the actual script, but you originated mm-hmm. the story, and that would be a story by credit um, under the union oh. rules. So that would be one to watch. It won't affect the series itself. I mean, the only thing that's affecting the series is the series is shot in New York City, and there's no way they're going to be filming anytime soon there for the next season. No, No, that's true. Yeah, as a matter of fact, although there's no official word when that season will even debut, they have no idea when it's going to debut. Then most likely that's going to be, I'm going to guess, late 2021 at this point. Late 2021. Yeah, probably. Yeah, and and because that series, I have a friend, uh, also a choreographer, Marguerite Derrick, works on that show. Um, and they, it takes them months and months to shoot because if you watch the show, you know so much attention to detail is played with the, the sets and the, the costumes and the hair and the makeup. Uh, it's so detail-oriented. It takes a little bit longer than some other series. And right now, obviously, New York is not in a situation where uh, plopping right. down and starting to shoot a show is going to be able to happen anytime soon. I think you are correct about that. Uh, some of the comments on that story from Newser. If this is true, I hope she wins. Did she really want wait three seasons to sue? She probably waited until the last minute to file so she could increase the award amount if she wins the case. New Amazon Prime subscriber, maybe. Amazon seems to want to replace Walmart as the evil empire. That would be pretty tough to argue. Pretty tough to argue there. Yeah. Jeff Bezos uh, does not look like a very good CEO in time of coronavirus. I have to be honest. <laughs> no, he does not. You're absolutely no. right. Google, Facebook, and Amazon are the three most uh, the three most corporations in the nation. What does that mean? Three most. I think they meant to say evil is probably yeah. my guess. Yeah. Word. Three most evil corporations in the nation. Uh, that, by the way, was written by a person who goes by the moniker Trump Clinton sucks. Or stinks. Trump Clinton stinks. Mm. Okay. So they hate everybody. Oh, well. as long as they hate everybody. <laughs> yeah, they hate yeah, everybody. Equal opportunity. Oh my god. <laughs> oh god. This is really good. These comments are phenomenal. Damn, blatantly ripping off another's work for your own profit. You'd think Amazon was owned by Bill Gates. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Uh, it's- <laughs> Jeff Bezos, like, has not addressed any of his workers in the warehouse, any of no. their issues in their... And I, I sit there, and I'm like, well, you're just sitting there from your ivory tower? And it makes me... Because obviously many of us are Amazon Prime um, c- customers. We obviously love the service. You love getting it shipped every, you know, couple of days. I love Maisel. There's a lot of great things. But then I'm like, I'm contributing to this. It's a little frustrating sometimes. I'm like, pay your workers. Make sure they have sick days. Make sure they are taken care of in times like this. Yeah, and if anybody can afford it, it's him, right? Absolutely. Especially when his ex-wife went and took half the money she ran off with from the divorce. Actually, she earned. She earned. um, And gave it to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. She donated a lot of that money. Wow. I'm, I'm getting to really like the comments section on some of these Hollywood stories because you get people that just absolutely defend the hell out of the show and other people that just rip the piss out of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's the hashtag about Hollywood? If Hollywood only knew or something, there's another one on Twitter. Oh, something about Hollywood and they're just 
how non-essential they really are, and they're just ripping actors and actresses. And no, I really? mean, yeah. it's kind of dumb because everyone is home right now watching TV and movies, so they are—they're not essential on the front lines by any means, but they're essential for the people who mm. are quarantined at home. <laughs> because without a movie or a TV show, I guess you're only watching the news, um, and some people yeah. probably are. But I know plenty of people are binging. Apple TV and Amazon Prime and Netflix and everything else. Right. It's kind of shocking to see shows where people are actually touching each other <laughs> out on the street. <laughs> I know. Talking right next to each other. <laughs> um, did you see the photographs, though, of China? They're allowed to travel, like, within the country. People turned out en masse to tourist sites. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this gives me a little bit of anxiety, like, seeing people running around in close quarters right now. Yeah, it might be too soon, huh? It feels a little too soon, and I feel like Americans might be a little more cautious on it. And I don't see people running out to the movie theater the way they used to. In fact, we don't even think, I mean, they're saying AMC theaters probably won't reopen. They, don't, oh, they won't have the funding God. for it. You mean at all? At all. Their credit rating is gonna... downgraded um, early this week, and they're just like, we don't see a way for them out of the, the money pit that they're in. This is AMC Theaters. AMC wow. Theaters, yes. You know who owns them, right? No, I don't. I don't know. China. Oh. China? Andy, would you look that up for me? I'm almost certain that AMC Theaters are owned by uh, China, a company in China, which would be kind of interesting. Your coronavirus, you let it spread throughout the world by being morons about it. Hopefully it will end up costing them a fortune. I mean, I still think if there's any any fraudulent part of this whole coronavirus thing, not that it's fake or anything, but I wouldn't doubt China let it let it leak out there because their economy was starting to tank. So they dragged down the world economy. Nice, huh? Of course, you killed a couple hundred thousand people probably in the meantime. But well, it does have 38 percent ownership by the Wanda Group, which is Chinese. And yeah, I think thirty-eight percent. I think most of it is owned by people in China, as a matter of fact. So you know they. Well, and we so rely. Hollywood relies upon the, the Chinese box office yes, they do. for many, many films. Yeah, they do. Oh God, yeah, the people in China love to go to the movies. Which God bless them, good for them. Glad to hear it. But no, I, I just um, a lot of uh, boy. I, I talked to a couple people yesterday. I have a very good friend that had to shutter his business for good yesterday. Uh, you know, it was really funny. Oh, somebody pointed out today, Catherine, this is weird. And Andy and Kristen, I think you'll like this. So I'm talking to my friend and he tells me that, uh, you know, he had to shutter his business. And I said, you mean just for now? He goes, no, no, I, I, we're not going to bring it back. It'd just be too expensive and too hard and all the rest of it. So, you know, I was sitting on the couch thinking about that. And what's really weird, I didn't tell that part of it. But then I said, you know what was bizarre last night is Jude, our dog, sat on the floor and stared at me for about five minutes. And he wouldn't look away. No matter what I said to him, he wouldn't look away. And Tony Lee on the show said, were you worried or upset about something? Because I think he read that and he wanted to know what was wrong. Do you think that might be it? Of course. Dogs oh, I know. I think For our sure. cats have been responding to our anxiety. Like, we, you know, yeah. obviously they're like, why are you home all the time? And Yeah, get out uh, of here. But I think animals read your, your emotions. Oh, God, you should oh, see sure Nora lately. She's been 
You know how we train Daisy to ring the bell when she wants to go outside? Mm-hmm. Well, Nora has been going over and smacking the bell and meowing at us, like, over <laughs> and over, because she wants to go outside Yo. because she's bored. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so funny. That's hard by watching. Oh, yeah, she so totally smart. learned what the bell means. The bell means outside. I love that. That's cute. It's so weird, though, that Tony immediately said, oh, were you worried about something? Were you upset by anything at the time? And I went, yeah. He nailed it. Uh, Jude would yeah. not stop looking at me. It was really, and I kept going, what's the matter, Jude? What do you want? And he would not move. He would not do anything. He just sat, sat there and stared at me. Yeah, he's got this new game now. I've got this blanket on the back of the sofa, <laughs> and he likes to sit on those cushions. And he, he'll sit on the ground and look at the blanket and look at me. And I'm like, do I need to fluff it for you? <laughs> and, he, and and he'll look at the blanket, and so I, I, I fluff it up for him. And he'll keep looking at me like, mm, not fluffy enough. Not <laughs> I have to do it enough. like four Sorry. times, and then he'll jump up on the back. I well, mean, he's inventing games. Well. He's inventing games just because we're all so bored. <laughs> Well, that's it. You're living in his world 24-7 now, so you have to service him. (laughs) Right. Make him comfortable. Funny. God, such a brat. Yes, you are. Kristen, and, well, actually, this is for for Catherine, Kristen, and Andy. Something happened on the morning show today, by coincidence, which I loved. So, Larry the Cable Guy just released a new comedy uh, hour, right? Mm -hmm. We love Larry. Larry. You ever met Larry the Cable Guy? Kristen? I've not. Greatest guy, the nicest man in the world. Whether you like his humor or not, he, you could not find a nicer man who makes $20 million a year. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he does very well. He's a great guy. He's on this morning just, you know, doing his comedy, right? And all of a sudden, he starts telling this joke about, uh, about yeah, y'all watch that James Bond movie, some James Bond movies like, you know, Goldfinger. Had that good-looking woman in there named Pussy Galore. You know, Pussy Galore was a real... And he kept... I said, did you just write that joke just now? And he goes, what are you talking about? And I said, did you just write that joke? And he goes, no, why? I said, Pussy Galore died last night. Which she Which she did. Honor Blackman died last night. Uh And he, by coincidence, was telling a joke about her character, Pussy Galore. And he was upset by that. He was like, well, geez, I, I don't know. <laughs> it was great. That's yeah, amazing. Bike. <laughs> I mean, the timing of it yeah. just happened to be a few hours after she died. He vibed on her in the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> that happened one other time in a KQ morning show. Yeah, look how pretty she was. She looks a lot like somebody I know, you know. That's she was black stunning even in her later oh. years. Like, oh, God, yeah. She, yeah. Oh, she's 94. 94 oh, years old. Yeah. Wow. That's good pretty good. Yeah. But you're right. Even at like 85 years old, they, there was a picture she's of her. A she's just beautiful. You know, and she was, I think she was like 13 years older than Sean Connery when they shot that movie. I think he was only like 25 years old and she was 38. Really? I believe so, yeah. Hmm. But I mean. Interesting for Hollywood. <laughs> And now here's the other one. Now, Kristen, when you when you lived in Minneapolis, did you ever listen to the KQ Morning Show? Occasionally, yeah. Okay, you did. Do you remember remember the chucker, the bit the chucker that John Lastman did? Yeah. 
Okay, well, John Lastman did a Chucker interview with Nancy Culp, who played the mm-hmm. secretary on uh, the Beverly Hillbillies. Oh. Jane Hathaway. Oh, Jane Hathaway, right. Remember Jane Hathaway? Yes. She was played, played by a woman named Nancy Culp. Okay. And the whole idea for people who had never heard it before of the Chucker bit was to get everything wrong and try to frustrate Hollywood big shots he's a, by uh, getting everything. He's an archetypal bad DJ. Right. Yeah, yes, right. exactly. So he interviews Nancy Culp, and she didn't get, like, really upset or anything, but she, you could tell she was annoyed by the whole thing because he didn't know who she was. And, yeah, oh, he no. would conf- no, is it true that you play Ain't B on the Andy Griffith show? And she's like, no, no, I'm on the Beverly Hillbillies or whatever. I was on the Beverly Hillbillies, right? Hangs up the phone and dies. No. <laughs> she, no. She literally died after she hung the phone up. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll never forget it as long as I live. Nice job. Nice job, Last Mental. Oh, yeah, it was a long time ago. That's going to be a legendary yeah. story. It is a legendary story. That was literally story. her yep. last interview. Yep, wow. it was literally her last interview. She, she and That was 29 years ago already. She died so much. <laughs> well, and, you know, she just, died from being punked. <laughs> all right, Kristen, another great job. That's all I have to say to you. Thank you. We'll talk all to you right, next week. Stay, Stay safe, safe, everyone. Please. Yes, you you too. too. Thanks very much. Talk to you next Thank week. Thank you. Bye-bye. We'll be back with the family.